The Fed President Jerome Powell pushed back against the rate cut bets on Friday, but all investors heard was there won't be another interest rate hike this month. So gold hit a record this morning and optimism is at its peak right now as investors' attention shifts to the U.S. jobs data this week, which should well, show further signs of easing for the dovish Federal Reserve euphoria to continue. So welcome to the new week of trading with Swissco's daily market talk. So first things first, gold rallied to a record high this morning and traded near the $2150 level before falling rapidly back to below $2080 per ounce level. Removing the all-time high level seems to have triggered a bunch of algorithmic trades that actually certainly explains why we saw such a violent move in gold prices this morning, but appetite for gold is building stronger as gold bulls refuse to back down in an environment of lower yields and higher geopolitical tensions. So I would obviously expect gold prices to correct to the downside at the overbought market conditions, but there is also evidence building that gold may actually push higher to fresh records and sky seems to be the limit as the Federal Reserve does continue to dominate the battlefield these days. So in the sense, the Federal Reserve President Jerome Powell, well, he pushed back against the interest rate cut bets at his speech given at Atlanta last Friday. Of course, of course, he's still playing the card of higher for longer interest rates to tame inflation in the US. Yet, yet, he also hinted that the Fed will probably not hike the interest rates when it meets this month. Because he said that the U.S. monetary policy is now well into restrictive territory and that well, the full effect of higher interest rates to combat inflation is working its way through economy. He said, we are getting what we wanted to get. And indeed, inflation in the U.S. is cooling. People in the U.S. start to spend less and the US job market seems to be loosening but in parallel the financial conditions in the US are loosening fast as well and well the market optimism that we see today and gains in stock and bond markets become increasingly vulnerable to any hawkish fed comments and or to any strong economic data and speaking of economic data well the US jobs data will take the center stage this week in the financial markets, investors expect a further fall in the U.S. jobs openings. Less than 200,000 new job additions last month in the U.S. economy, with slightly higher pay on month-on-month -month basis, however. Now, the softer the economic data, the better and the higher the chances of keeping the Federal Reserve hawks away from the market. Now, of course, Coming back to Powell's speech, well, the part of Powell's speech where he pushed back against interest rate cuts expectations went, well, somehow fully, but fully unheard by investors on Friday. On the contrary, the Fed's rate cut expectations went actually through the roof after his speech when it became clearer that the Federal Reserve will actually stay pat again at this month's monetary policy meeting. So the U.S. two-year yield fell to nearly four and a half 
4.5% level on Friday. The 10-year yield tipped a toe below the 4.20% mark. The S&P 500 flirted with its summer peak. It flirted with the 4,600 psychological level and closed last week. It touched below this level, while the interest rate-sensitive Nasdaq 100 index closed a few points below the 16,000 level. The technology-heavy index is, however, already above its summer peak levels. Now, note that the technology stocks are actually doing great and great, great in this environment of falling yields as they are more sensitive to interest rates because a big chunk of their valuations actually come from the potential of future income that is discounted at the interest rate. So mathematically speaking, when you discount the well, same income projection by lower interest rates, well, you get a higher valuation. It's as simple as that. But there's another sector out there that's doing quite well these days, I mean, the past month, and that's the real estate. So the sector was the second best performer of last month among the S&P 500 stocks as well, obviously, the falling yields in the US and the loosening Federal Reserve expectations mean a downside correction in mortgage rates as well. And a downside correction in the US mortgage rates from the highest levels last seen well, at the start of well, 2000s actually means an improved demand in the US real estate market. And even though the post-pandemic shock in the U.S. and elsewhere's commercial real estate market is still a worry among investors, well, the real estate could be a good place to be when the interest rate cut expectations inundate the marketplace. In this respect, an analyst at Bank of America thinks that real estate is equities diamond in the rough and that rate ETFs could well be the place to be in the coming weeks and months. And iShares core US rate ETF actually jumped nearly 2.70% last Friday. Now elsewhere, Tesla fell to $230 a share having traded above the $250 earlier in the week last week as the most weighted cyber trucks lounge gathered little optimism among investors, which is not a surprise per se, as Elon Musk himself kept calling his well, cyber truck a nightmare to build and to be profitable before at least 18 months. The so-called mama stocks, on the other hand, which is the new fang stocks, mind you, but which now includes Microsoft, obviously, because Microsoft became the investor's darling, while mama stocks kicked off the month of December with a correction of after hitting a fresh all-time high last week. The SPDR's energy ETF, on the other hand, barely closed above its 200-day moving average last Friday as last week's OPEC decision to cut the production supply by another 1 million barrel per day and also to extend Saudi's 1 million barrel per day cuts into next year while barely impressed oil bulls, even less so. Well, given the apparent frictions and apparent frustrations in the heart of the group regarding this supply cut strategy, when obviously the prices just keep falling. And indeed, while the decline in oil prices continues this Monday morning, the barrel of US crude remained aggressively sold near the 200-day moving average last week, remember. And we are now about to step into the 70 to $73 per barrel region, which should well, give some support 
export to the market. But, but with the clear deterioration of the positive trend in oil prices, and with the lack of any apparent boost to the well, oil market following last week's OPEC meeting that failed to satisfy the bulls, well, there is a chance that we will see oil prices finish the year below the $70 per barrel mark. Also, this uncertain OPEC unity combined with the record U.S. Well, shale production is slowing global economy, hence this deteriorating uh, oil demand outlook and obviously also the efforts to shift toward cleaner energy sources way heavier today than uh, the supply worries and that hence that that $100 per barrel target becomes an increasingly difficult target to reach. And you know what? Even though the COP28 president, Mr. Al-Jabir, said last weekend that there is no science behind demands for phase out of fossil fuels. Yes, 70,000 people flew to Dubai last week to hear that there is no evidence that fossil fuel is destroying our climate while well, efforts to phase out fossil fuel happily continues at full speed. But when I say full speed, it's really full speed. In this respect, climate analytics suggest that emissions might reach their highest point this year already. And that's driven by a rapid, rapid increase in solar installations that surpass even the most optimistic predictions, according to them. And additionally, Bloomberg Neff's 2022 outlook actually projects that fossil fuel generation could drop below 50% of global output by 2026 already. And according to this scenario from Bloomberg, the combined output from solar, wind and geothermal sources is expected to exceed that of fossil fuels by 2031. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşköy and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments and please do not forget to hit that like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them so i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading